Hi there, Caitlin here. Our mission at EB Academics is simple. Help middle school ELA teachers take back their time outside of the classroom by providing them with engaging lessons, planning frameworks, and genuine support so that you can become the best version of yourself, both inside and outside of the classroom. So if you think you might be ready to try something new because you know you simply cannot continue the way that you have been, that I'd invite you to take a moment to check out the EB Teachers Club, the EB Writing Program, or the EB Grammar Program by visiting the links in the description of the podcast. We hope to continue to support you within one of our programs in the future. And in the meantime, we look forward to serving you right here on the podcast each week. All right, everybody, welcome back to kind of our final week on the podcast talking about writing this month of July. And EB July is always about writing because we do our free writing PD series at the end of this week, which is actually happening right now. Um, so if you haven't had a chance to sign up yet, um, today is kind of what we have like two more days left uh, for free workshop to choose from. We have bonus trainings and things like that. So definitely hop on and join us. Go to ebteacher.com forward slash writing. There is a free workshop on Wednesday to attend or Thursday. So those are kind of your last days to come join us for the summer. Um, and then this PD series goes away until next July. So if you're like kind of interested, like now's the time to join. Um, we are going to be talking about today how to increase students' writing scores in 30 minutes or less, which sounds very intriguing to me. Um, and as we're diving into this, I want you to think about if either of these scenarios apply to you. Like perhaps we're going to describe your writing period right now. And if we are, that's okay. You're in the right place. So perhaps you have a writing period where with your students, you go step-by-step step together with the paper. You add a header you add a title, you do the intro paragraph with like the tab indented and you like set it up with the tab and you like tab over. And then you set up the next paragraph together and you remind them the whole time to add punctuation. Like don't forget periods, right? Don't forget capitalizing letters or whatever. And they still do not have everything that they're supposed to include in their essay. You walk around, you check each computer, you correct students as they're typing. And at this point it's like, dude, how on earth are they going to write a full essay? It's going to take days, if not weeks. And you're not even in the beginning of this writing unit. And you're already dreading the fact that you're probably going to have to do another writing unit again during the year, right? Oh, it sounds painful. <laughs> the or worst. Maybe, right? After that writing period is over, or multiple periods, it sounds like you finally you sit down and you grade those 34 text-dependent essays on the outsiders. It's Sunday afternoon and you're going through the first one, the second one, the third one. And you're like, okay, either the kids didn't pay attention. They didn't care to do the work, or I'm just that bad at teaching essay writing because there are so many mistakes, even though we did it in class together, there's no work cited page, or there's no in-text citations. There's no explaining the evidence. There's tons of spelling and punctuation and capitalization errors. And you're beyond frustrated you know, you reviewed this stuff, you know, you went over it with them and you think, was I just not clear? But then if I wasn't, why didn't my students come to me for help? Not a single student came to me outside of class to discuss their papers with me. Super frustrating. That is super frustrating that they yes, don't come ask for help. Yes. And so if you nodded your head to any part of either of those scenarios, then this episode and the bonus episode that's coming out on Thursday of this week are going to be 
game changers for you. So today, in under 30 minutes, you're going to learn how to elevate students' writing so that the scenarios that we just shared become a thing of the past and students' writing scores naturally increase, whether it's on an essay or on a state test, right? And the answer lies in incorporating two key strategies into your ELA routine. Strategy number one is to use a proven framework. We talk about this in episode 236. Go back and listen. Apply it to every single writing assignment, full stop, period, like end of discussion, right? And the heart of the EBW approach is the claim premise, evidence, and justification. Like those are the main things. And basically it's the student's position as they answer a question. And then how can they back it up with evidence? How can they include explanation? And it's natural to tie this into text-dependent writing. And students should be using it all the time, all the time, all the time. You give students a writing prompt and then they write a response with a claim, a premise, evidence, and justification. Really, Quite frankly, those four terms should be so ingrained in your students' brains that they just automatically include them in all of their writing. They need to know the order that those appear in an essay, how to craft a strong claim, how to find and cite relevant evidence, and then, of course, how to justify it. And a little side note, to learn more about actually getting students to justify their thinking really well, make sure you listen to last week's bonus episode that aired on Thursday. It's called Two Game-Changing Sentences That Will Instantly Improve Students' Essays, where we talk more about that. And basically what this means is that students need to write more than one or two text-dependent or literary analysis essays during the year. Like as hard as that is to hear, my students wrote like seven or eight at some points in the year, right? Depending on where I was, which school it was. And they need to be using the EBW framework on a weekly basis, whether it's a full-blown essay, a short response, or even just searching for relevant evidence in a text. The writing framework really, really gets to be rinsed and repeated and sprawled into your lessons consistently. Love it. And when you repeatedly require students to use that EBW framework, what it does is it helps them develop familiarity with its structure. They begin to internalize the process of constructing a well-organized piece of writing. They start to know the order of claim, premise, evidence, justification, and that repetition helps them become more efficient, more fluent in their writing. So they no longer need to spend like these excessive amounts of time and mental energy figuring out how to start an essay or what do I write next? They're not calling you over constantly during that writing period to say, I don't know what to do next or is this good? Instead, the framework serves as a scaffold. It guides them through each step of the writing process and it ensures that they include the essential essential elements. Like I just mentioned, that claim, that evidence, and then of course, tag, summary, all the good stuff. So when you repeatedly use this framework, students are less likely to forget a key component of their writing, like introducing the evidence, right? Because they know, oh, that's the next step in the framework. So I'm not going to just drop a quote in the middle of a paragraph. And when you use the writing framework every single week, whether it is a full-blown essay or whether it is just a single paragraph, whatever it is, it instills confidence in your students. It eliminates that writer's block of not knowing how to begin. Instead, it gives them the direction, the purpose for a writing task. And it allows them to focus more on the content and the creativity of their writing because they no longer have to worry about the structure. And yes, of course, a student's not going to ever say, I'm worried about the structure of my writing. Instead, that's going to manifest in like, I don't know what to write next, or I'm done and it's only three sentences and you were expecting, you know, two paragraphs. 
But relying on that structure helps students develop this discipline, this organization in their writing habits. So all of a sudden, a multi-paragraph essay is no big deal. And I don't say that lightly, like, yes, you have to work toward that. But when they have that structure, it really is no big deal for them because they know what to do. And what's so cool is then that structure, that framework is transferable to other areas of the ELA classroom, which leads into strategy number two to increase students' writing scores. Yes. And that is to integrate the structure of the EBW framework into everything that you do in the classroom, like everything. You now know the importance of using it on all writing assignments, but let's talk about where else it can be applied. Small group discussions, whole class discussions, Socratic seminars, silent debates, one pagers, graphic essays, speed debating activities, class games, think, pair, share, you get the idea. Like it is across the board. There are so many ripple effects when you require students to use parts of the EBW framework in all of your ELA activities and not just during an essay assignment. Because number one, firstly, it promotes critical thinking skills, right? Students are encouraged to like dig deeper when you require their discussions to be built around evidence and justification. This is just how we do things here, right? They need to think deeply about their position, provide reasoning to support it. And this process helps them evaluate the information, right? Consider multiple perspectives from their classmates if they're doing this during a discussion and ultimately make informed judgments. Like what is their claim actually going to be and why, right? In addition, when you require students to include that supporting evidence for their claims, they really have to demonstrate their ability to gather and analyze information from a variety of sources. And what's cool about that is it strengthens the credibility of their arguments. It also helps convince their classmates that like, hey, my claim is valid, right? I got my evidence. I got my justification. And it's a huge win that when you encourage students to provide evidence in any ELA activity, they complete it in class, right? It's fostering their research skills, their ability to present, right? Speaking and listening skills, present well-supported arguments to their classmates, and then when you have students include justification in all of their ELA activities, it helps them deepen their understanding of the subject matter and really develop those persuasive communication skills that we need to practice, right? So why not make it all tie together and use common language for our kit for our students? So when students are integrating the components of the EBW approach into all that they do, well, of course their writing is just going to naturally improve because essentially they're practicing this craft every single day in your classroom. And it's doable. This is what I did. And it's it's amazing what happens as a result. So recap there. So if you want to increase, increase your students' writing scores, it's essential that students first use a proven writing framework like the EBW approach for all their writing assignments. And next, you apply that framework, the evidence, the justification, all the parts, into all your class discussions, Socratic seminars, all the things, every single activity. And I know that sounds like, oh my gosh, that's daunting, but it's really not because you can just say to your students in a class discussion, can you back that up with evidence or can you justify that? You can even have sentence stems, you know, on your board for them so that it's just ingrained in them. And when those two strategies are consistently done in class, your students' writing success is 100% inevitable. So today's episode was all about the why of incorporating the EDW approach into all that you do. And in the bonus episode we have airing on Thursday, 
we share three like actual practical ways you can use the EDW approach in your ELA activities and in all your writing assignments. So I love that because this is the why, and now you get like the, how do I actually make that happen when you listen on Thursday? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fantastic. So a quick reminder to sign up for our free writing PD series that's happening now go to ebteacher.com forward slash writing and grab your free seat. All right. We'll see you next week on, or not, not next week, in two days on Thursday on the podcast as we kind of wrap things up um, and bring it to the finish line here in July, talking all about writing. All right. We'll see you soon. Bye everyone.